Welcome back to the Case and Punt Podcast. Today, we have another special guest interview with Adam Bighill. Adam played college ball at Central Washington University and then signed with the BC Lions. After six stellar seasons, a Grey Cup, and a top defensive player award, he briefly signed with the New Orleans Saints before coming back to the CFL with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. In his first season back in Canada, he won the CFL's Most Outstanding Defensive Player Award and followed that up the next season with a Grey Cup. I don't want to delay this any further, so without further ado, here is Adam Bighill. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Case in Punt today. <clears throat> we got a special guest on the podcast, Adam Big Hill, linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Grey Cup champion from last year. Adam, you want to say what's up? Hey, how's it going, everyone? Awesome. We got Ryan here. Hi. Brady. Hey, how's it going? And Keyshawn. Hey, what's up, guys? Awesome. So we're going to have Adam on just to talk a little bit about his NFL, CFL career and uh, some of the other stuff that's going on in his life right, right now. So... Uh, Ryan's going to start us off with the questions here. Yeah, so my first question is just uh, what was kind of the difference or the biggest difference you saw when jumping from, um, you know, college ball or, or NFL to the CFL? Uh, you know, NCAA going into the CFL was a big difference. Um, you know, I mean, notably the rule changes for the game, you know, an extra player on the field, the bigger field, wider field, longer field. Um, but really, as a defender, it's all the uh, wide receiver motion uh, before the snap. There's just so many things that you guys have to be able to see, uh, and they happen so fast. And you got to be able to communicate, um, you know, before, during, and after the play. So, uh, you know, that that was the biggest adjustment for sure. Yeah, yeah. I... Did you uh, did you ever have any like welcome to the pro moment that like really said like, oh man, you're here? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think in training camp in a rookie year in 2011 was, um, you know, really kind of starting it all off as soon as pads got on and were, you know, um, an inside run. And I was just banging with the line and, and tossing guys on the ground and making plays. And, you know, I think that was like, okay, like, yeah, let's go. You know, we're, we're here and, you know, making plays, so let's keep it going. Yeah, for real. I mean, uh, uh, can you remember like any any big huge hit? It kind of like resonates in your memory right now. Like I know like we all played football. I can I think we can all call back to like that one huge hit we laid out. And it, are they all kind of like merge into one tackle, or can you really think of one huge hit where you just kind of change the momentum of the game? Are we talking about like in training camp there when I was kind of entered in, or like in general? Or just yeah, it, it can be like from anything. It can be like a big, a big practice hit, or just something hit wise where you just remember, remember. Oh yeah, I mean there, there's a couple for sure that come to mind. Um, you know, one would be you know the last in 2014, the last game, last play of the game uh, versus Calgary, and you know they have a hail mary attempt, and you know they decided to try to throw a ball underneath and try to kick it. Yeah. The players on side, but you know, kind of sniff that out. So as soon as the guy was getting ready to catch the ball, destroyed him. So you know, those ones feel good. Yeah, for real. I mean, that's awesome. Um, so in your first season there, you were able to play in part. Uh, you played a huge part in helping the Great Cup with the BC Lions. Did this help set the tone for your CFL career? Yeah, I think so. I mean, honestly, like you know, I never won a championship before in my life, and that's always the goal when you play 
play the game that's won the championship. So for me, it was huge. It was a great opportunity to to learn a lot that year. And, um, you know, we were, we started 0-5 that year. So, I mean, it was just like, you know, the biggest turnaround ever in CFL history to be able to go ahead and then get a first round by and win the Grey Cup. So, um, you know, it was, it was definitely a total center. Yeah, that's awesome. That um, I think I think we all remember that um, you know, like BC early on not doing so well. You kind of, you kind of get written off a bit, and then you know you turn it around, make a run in the playoffs, and you know there you were. So that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Uh, so in 2012, you earned your team. You earned your spot as a first team CFL All Star, and uh, so your linebacker partner Solomon Elamimian left to play in the NFL. <laughs> Did you have a moment there where you kind of realized, like, wow, it's my chance to take the reins here. I got to step up for this defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as Solly left, I knew that, like, you know, like, this is my opportunity to win this spot. And uh, all offseason, when uh, I was training, that was my entire focus. Was, you know, you know, there's a spot for me to win, and I'm going to earn it every single day in the offseason. Um, you know, and showing up to camp, I, I was prepared, I was ready, and. You know, I just took took every day as if you know as a job opportunity and a and a job interview, and uh, you know, in preseason games I had you know a couple of really really good preseason games and made a couple of huge plays and pick six, and you know those are the kind of things I think kind of sealed the deal for me earning the spot, and um, you know just was able to have a really successful year. I had a great bunch of group of guys around me and uh, great coaching staff that allowed me to play and be who I am and, and uh, really grow within the game. Yeah, well, <clears throat> as we can see now, it really seems like you made the most of that opportunity. You didn't let it squander. Yeah, yeah. Football is a funny thing, right? I mean, there's so many good players, but, you know, do they take advantage of the opportunity at the right time? Um because the opportunity of a lifetime only exists in the lifetime of that opportunity. So uh, when you get a shot, you got to be able to show up and, and make sure you let people know you're here to stay. So um, taking advantage of your opportunity when it comes, that's, that's one of the biggest things athletes have to be able to, to do. Yeah, you know, I, I, you definitely made everybody know that you were there. Uh, in, 20, in 2015, you won uh, Most Outstanding Defensive Player. Um, what 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 did that kind of mean to you at the time, and was it kind of a justification of all the hard work and dedication that you've put into that point? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you know, it's, it's like you never set out to win. You know, at the end of the year, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna win this award. I'm gonna win this award. I'm gonna win this award. And you set out saying, you know, I'm gonna win a championship, and I'm gonna do my best every single day and every single week to be able to prepare myself. To do excellent things in the game, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play for my teammates. I'm gonna prepare and and understand my opponent, and I'm gonna play the best brand of football I can for my team. And if I do all those things, I take care of business every single day on on my approach on, to the game. Good things are gonna happen. So at the end of the day, you just understand that you're gonna put yourself in position to be in conversations for some of those awards just by taking care of business every day. And, uh, you know, so it's as simple as that, keeping your focus on what you can control and, um, you know, making the best of it. And, and uh, But it's a new day when you win a, in a world like that. I mean, it's special because there's so many fantastic and amazing players in this league. And, you know, to be able to win defensive player of the year, it's, it's uh, truly special. Yeah, for sure. Was there ever like a doubt in your mind that uh, you were capable of, you know, winning Defensive Player of the Year or, or you know, raising the Grey Cup? No, no, never. I mean, at the end of the day, I, uh, I'm 
I'm the biggest believer in my ability. And I'm also, you know, one who puts the most pressure on myself. So um, I know to, to be able to do special things, I mean, um, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time, you got to be different. You know, you just have to sacrifice. And so that's something I've never been afraid of doing. And, you know, I've always been willing to do more than the other guy. And uh, that's been, you know, kind of a hallmark of how I've been able to be successful. And, you know, so from, from that standpoint, I mean, I thought, and I do think anything is possible, and then I can accomplish anything that I work for. So, you know, I think that's, that's, that's how I've always operated. Yeah, for sure. Would you say that kind of like self-confidence is one of the, the number one characteristics to have as a football player? Uh, yeah, you know, especially as a young football player, so many, so many kids are probably going to have the dream of wanting to play at the next level, but, you know, might have people around them that don't believe in them or, you know, they're not even sure if they can make it themselves. At the end of the day, you know, self-confidence and, and, and grinding every single day for what it is you want is, is, is special and you got to have it because at the end of the day, that's how you get stuff done. Um, so from that standpoint, I think it's, it's critical and uh you know i mean somebody's going to do it right someone there's there's scholarships out there to be to be earned people are going to get them is it going to be you yeah and if if it is why is it going to be you why do you deserve it you know so that's that's something where i came up with a quote uh outwork your competition so there is none now if you think about that you know if, if you really think about it how come you would write yourself off from any opportunity in the world, football or business or whatever. If you think about it like that, you understand it really is possible to accomplish whatever it is you want if you want to put in the work. Yeah, I think that's a great mindset. And uh, I think it also, like, like you said, it, it, it translates to many different disciplines over many different jobs and honestly any age. So I think that's really important to realize there. And then all that hard work uh, really, really paid off. Uh, in 2017, you were signed by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, were there any immediate like differences in play style, like other than the uh, the 12 men on the field uh, versus like 11? But like in terms of like pace of play or anything like that, is there anything different uh, that you noticed about going to the CFL or going to the NFL from the CFL? Yeah, everyone kind of asked me you know, like, was it hard going down there? What was what was it like? And you know, the biggest the biggest thing is. is Going from the CFL to the NFL was easier. And people are like, well, what do you mean easier? I'm like, yeah, it was easier. I mean, you think about it. You don't have all these guys running around before it's snap. You know, so many things you have to see with your eyes before you can even dictate what's about to happen. I mean, the NFL, they line up, and I can tell you it's one of three plays before a snap. So, you know, like there's, there's one of three things they're probably going to do. I mean, and I can be pretty specific with playing as well. You know, is that lead or is it play action or bootleg? I mean, yeah. the way they line up dictates their ability to run certain plays. And the CFL, there's, you know, so much creativity and ability for you to be able to run different plays based on the amount of motion that you can use. So <clears throat> from that standpoint, the NFL was a lot easier. Now, the, the, the difference is really the, the downhill physical run game in the NFL with four downs you can afford to run the ball a little bit more and you can afford to get a three-yard gain and be okay with it and get another three-yard gain and be okay with it and then try to get a first down, you know, for another four or uh, a throw or a pass. So, I mean, it's sort of throw or a run. And, and the mentality of the NFL is just is more of that physical nature. So, for me, 
uh, being a physical player in the box that wasn't a problem for me either. So yeah. um, for those reasons that uh, the NFL was a lot a lot easier. And I mean, the field's smaller. It's not as wide. I mean, the fastest players, running backs, Adrian Peterson, you name it, weren't out running me to the sideline. So yeah. um, at the end of the day, there's just less space, even though there is probably higher caliber athletes for sure. Um, in general, you know, less room to run around. Yeah, and apart from the game in the NFL, do you see any, like, big cultural differences between the, the game in the CFL and, and the game in the NFL? Well, this is just as far as, like, you know, fan base and the business of the NFL is just so much bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, those would be the main differences for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, a, a few, a former interviewee of us, um, Delvin Bro, he was actually our first guest, if I believe. Um, he he also played for the Saints there in 2017. And although he was injured for a majority of the season, did you two bond at all over your past careers in the CFL, kind of coming from the same background there? Yeah, absolutely. Me, him, and Eric Harris. Uh, yeah, Eric Harris you know, for sure. We're all in the same boat, so uh, we all played together. They're the Saints, and um, you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was one of those things that. Uh, you know, it's nice having a friendly face at the facility, someone that I knew and someone, you know, I could, you know, his story and my story were similar. We could, we could really talk about it, you know. So me and Delvin became good friends. Eric Harris were good friends. And, um, you know, so from that standpoint, uh, you know, it was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know, at least up, us up in Canada, we love seeing um, CFL players make that transition to NFL and, and find success. That's always very rewarding to see. Uh, so in 2018... After playing with the Saints, you rejoined the CFL, and uh, <clears throat> you were kind of placed into a new setting on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Were you happy to be playing back in the CFL? Yeah, yeah, I was. I was excited to be back in the CFL. Um, when I was released, released in uh, May from uh, the Saints in OTAs, um, I had a couple more workouts right away with uh, Tampa and Indianapolis Colts. So. Um, you know, Tampa offered me a contract right away, and this is the day after I'd been released. And, you know, but they didn't want to give me the final bonus I wanted. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the, despite how much they were telling me they liked me, how much they wanted me uh, to play, and my potential being on the roster, um, you know, for me, I just, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to go through, you know, the business of the NFL again, where, um, you know. A lot of times, for the most part, money talks, right? The biggest, you know, you get a signing bonus that, you know, says, hey, we, we think this about you, and you're likely going to be on the roster. I mean, the NFL is so much more about, you know, where did you go to school? What round were you drafted in? You know, what was your signing bonus? Um, you know, any other pedigree other than that? I mean, then size, height, weight, you know, what do you look like? And then at the very end, they might consider, you know, your ability to make plays. So, um, to me... The NFL is pretty pretty backwards. I think everyone would probably tell you that that yeah. has had some experience. Um, you know, just them putting value on things that you know maybe aren't even tangible or the most important, other than what actually makes a good football player is making football plays. So um, for me, it was easy to you know come back to the CFL and not have to worry about all those things that I can't control. Cause I went down there and made plays, but at the end of the day, that's not exactly what they wanted. So. Um, for me, that's why it was easy to come back to the CFL and have fun and love what I do. Yeah, and I think uh, Delvin said something along the same lines as he transitioned back to the CFL. 
Um, and uh, it's definitely you can definitely see like that sort of culture in the NFL, you know, with the like the draft stock risers that, you know, are physical freaks in the in the combine. So it's, you can definitely see that just as an outside viewer as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, for me being, you know, a combine performer on test, you know, in, in the elite level in my category as a linebacker, but, you know, being five, five, ten, two hundred and thirty 230 pounds, um, to them, you know, despite making plays, that was a concern just for whatever reason. <clears throat> you know, so, you know, shining in the combine fashion shining on the field making plays and then, you know doing all those things right um yeah like you said like sometimes those things just uh you know they don't matter as much as you know what school you went to what around you're drafted in what your signing bonus was how tall you are how long your arms are or how wide your hand spread is you know yeah yeah for sure and uh, when you came back to the uh, the CFL, you you know you got your second Defensive Player of the Year. You you made the All Star team. Was there like skills that you you know developed or kind of like worked on in the NFL that allowed you to come back and dominate the same way? Uh, I think that's a good question. Um, so Mike Nolan was uh, my linebacker coach for the Saints, and, and Mike Nolan was one of the best linebacker coaches I've been around. I've been around a couple others that are are elite as well and you know Mike had a couple insights for me that were 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 invaluable for sure so I definitely walked away with some more knowledge from learning with Mike and and having a year of you know putting that to work in the NFL so um you know I did take that back in 2018 with some more skills and at the end of the day you know we all we all for life should be all learning every day you should be learning something and uh you know the day you stop learning is is a day that you know, you're going to get passed up. So for me, I'm always trying to learn and improve and get better every single day because I still don't think I've hit my, my peak. So after all the uh, all those personal achievements, like the most outstanding defensive player, the, you know, the all-star teams and all that, uh, you were able to lead your team back this year for the uh, second Grey Cup uh, for your team, or for your for your career, sorry. And how did it feel to be uh, back on that stage winning it again and bringing the uh, Cup back to Winnipeg over over Hamilton? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, during the day I re-signed a three-year deal with the Bombers because I knew how close we were to winning a great cup. You know, 2018, we were a couple plays short. Um, you know, this year, um, you know, I knew we had a lot of continuity coming back into the year and that we were going to be able to do some special things. And, you know, we showed a, we showed a lot of great things this year and, and uh, we were hit with a lot of different, you know, uh, adversities that we had to overcome, you know, especially the quarterback spot. But, um you know, it was a it was a great year for us to be able to overcome all these things and, and really just be the team that we wanted to be and the team that believed in each other all the way through and uh, a close knit locker room that just played for each other um, and you know really playing our best football come November, which is which was what we what we definitely did. And, you know, we really turned it up another notch and going into the playoffs and. You know, we left no doubt in anybody's mind that, you know, we were coming to take that thing. Was uh, winning the uh, Grey Cup the better the first time or the second time around? I'd say the second time. You know, I did have a bigger role this time around and and winning this Grey Cup. And and honestly, bringing a Grey Cup back to a city that hasn't had it for 29 years is pretty special. I mean, that's historic. Yeah.
I would say I didn't like the second one as much because I'm a diehard diehard Ticats fan, so I didn't quite enjoy it as much as you did. But <laughs> we won't hold it against you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was it was good to see Coloros get it, and um, I always have respect for ex Ticats, and um, so that, that that was still awesome. Um, How so, long has it been for uh, Hamilton? I think what ninety eight. Uh, yeah. Let, let's just not go yeah. there. We'll skip. <laughs> But yeah, and no? okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but a few uh, heartbreaking losses. So hopefully this year we got a lot of good signings. So it's, it's looking good for Hamilton this year. So I'd, I'd be afraid. <laughs> um, so although you didn't win um, most outstanding defensive player this year, your teammate Willie, Willie Jefferson claimed uh, the 19, 2019 award. So as captain of the Bombers defense, is it point of is it a kind of point of pride for you to have two Bombers claiming the most outstanding defensive player two years in a row? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Honestly, um, Willie's a fantastic player. And it's great to see him do what he does on a daily basis. And um, you no, know, it's, it's interesting to me. I've been around the defensive player of the year on my team or myself for you know last handful of years of been in the CFL leagues between me or Solomon or now Willie. So you know, pretty awesome from that standpoint. Um, you know, it's just great to be able to see Willie thrive in the system here in Winnipeg and, and really, you know, elevate his ability as a player to to just keep improving and do do great things. I mean, it was, it was a fun year. Yeah, is there anything specific that you can remember just off the top of your head um, from either of those great players that you kind of that you kind of adopted into your game or things that you saw in their game that you didn't have before and you kind of took from them and put into your game? You know, I think for sure me and Solly fed off each other a lot and learned a lot from each other. Um, you know, the one thing that, uh, you know, I definitely learned from Solly was, was you know, how he, how he chooses his opportunity times to, you know, deliver more ferocious hits, which yeah. is something that I enjoy doing. And then learn from him, even in my rookie year in 2011, is, you know, you know, he's punishing ball carriers. And at the end of the day, as a linebacker, so you want to be able to put fear, in, fear into your opponents. And then yeah. for me, you know, that's something I, I tried to put in my game right away when I came to the CFL. And, you know, I've been having fun doing it so far um, ever since. And, um, you know, as far as Willie, I mean, I think, you know, for him, I just kind of watch his style, the way he, he pass rushes. And, you know, for who he is, he has a unique ability to do certain things other people can't. You know, six, seven, long arms. Um, just superior athlete, you know, to relative to his offensive linemen. I mean, he's, he's able to do some special things that, you know, other people just don't have the ability to do based on his, his length, for sure. So, yeah, we just talked about two of probably your most notable teammates that you've had uh, the chance to play with, but is there anyone along your CFL and NFL career that you've played with that has most influenced your life inside of football and even outside of football? Uh, you know, it's a good question. I think, you know, me and Sally probably have one of the closest relationships I've, I've had for sure uh, from a teammate, um, you know, inside and outside of football. So, you know, I'd probably go there. We, we, you know, we spent, you know, a lot of time playing together and um, a lot of time off the field with each other as well. So, um, you know, probably Sally. Uh, so one thing that's uh, very unique about about yourself and your career, um, I think it's your it's it's actually not on the field. It's it's more like the uh, the financial work that you've done off the field. Like you manage your own money, and I guess that's where it all started before you took uh, the CSE, the Canadian Securities course. 
Um, do you want to just go into like why you decided to like manage your own money as opposed to have somebody that was like already certified do it? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I, I got into the CFL and knew the importance of saving, but didn't know much about financial, the financial world. And so, you know, I, I, uh, I let a firm do it on my behalf. And uh, over a couple of years, I was just watching the markets go up and my account do nothing or, or even lose money. So for me, it was, uh, frustrating from that standpoint of, okay, like, why is this happening? You know, so I didn't really understand a number of things. You know, one, um, I was paying way too high in fees. Uh, two, I was uh, stuck in just the product that this firm could sell me. They didn't, uh, they couldn't, or didn't want to offer me any other kind of options that would be better suited for for me and my portfolio, or even give me success. So that was one, um, and I wasn't really getting the service I needed or the answers I needed to kind of kind of helped me grow and, and develop myself and my future. Um, and like I said, the performance just wasn't there. So those all led me down the road to educating myself, to be able to manage my own money. And uh, I met a lot of great mentors along the way that basically helped push me down the path and, you know, said, you know, if you love this stuff, you can turn it into a career. So um, I explored it and, and here I am now as a, you know, licensed investment advisor that you know not only I manage my money and you know I look after helping others manage their money in their life and uh, I think the unique part that sets me apart really is that I look at myself as the client because at one point I was the client where you know for me I think about what does somebody want they want good performance lower fees service a plan a, st a structure that is going to answer and, and, and help them achieve their goals, their dreams, and then the ability to put them in a situation where they're getting the best performing assets in the market, you know, so I can research and find the best things based on their unique situation and not have one cookie cutter option to deliver them. Yeah, is this uh, is like is what you did something that you would encourage you know fellow teammates or other players like you uh, to do as well? Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, football isn't gonna last forever for everybody, so you gotta have a plan outside of football. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, I mean, I, I encourage, I already encourage people in my locker room and people I know um, playing ball to you know start educating themselves in the offseason and things that they're passionate about. You know, they find something that you're passionate about. Um, and start educating yourself that way after a couple of years or even three years after studying and the off seasons putting something together you're going to have you're going to have a, a career you're ready to launch into you know you have some more education you're getting experience and that way when you're done playing ball you don't have to figure out what you got to do and then try to educate yourself and at that point you're already trying to survive and feed your family and you know those, those things aren't fun so yeah. you know start now while you're playing build yourself up you know a great foundation that you can launch yourself from when you're done playing football of course yeah and just transitioning into a different topic uh, a more notable one in, in your life and something that we find that it's really important that we talk about um would be when in starting in 2015 when you joined the uh, board for the uh, making faces organization um what kind of is it what does it mean for you to be part of something that gives you uh, the support that you gives children the support that you might have not had as a child 
Yeah, so I guess I'll just kind of preface that, yeah, with, with uh, yeah, being born with a cleft lip and palate, a bilateral cleft lip and palate. I mean, my, my, you know, upbringing was a little different than others, you know, you know, looking different than others, getting bullied, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, that was definitely a challenge. I mean, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it other than that, but those are kind of some of the, uh, you know, most notable pieces. But um, from there... You know, as soon as I became a professional athlete, my, my goal was to be able to find a way to give back to the plus community and and kind of be, you know, a, uh, an example of success and something that, you know, everyone who may have a class can can look at as an example of being successful and, and, and giving them hope. You know, I just wanted to be able to try to give back and inspire others and, and let them know that they can achieve whatever they want to be and whatever they want to do. So for me, that was... Uh, a big dream of mine so being able to work with making faces is then it is exactly what i wanted to do and exactly what uh, i needed so i mean it came at the right time and and it, and it was a great example of us being able to get back and we host workshops for uh kids and people with facial differences and uh, we use these different improv comedy or different kinds of uh, games to kind of work on building that confidence working on building all these life skills that, that kids need, you know, making eye contact, projecting your voice, uh, being confident in, in your in speech and and really whatever message you're trying to deliver. So, you know, we do a lot of great work with those, those kids and we really enjoy it. Uh, so very recently, something that made very, very uh, oh, big news, it was all over, all over media, uh, was with uh, Wendy Williams when she made like an obscene comment and, uh, you know, the gesture of, uh, that was, you know, like right away when I saw it, I was like, that's got to be offensive to, to, you know, to people that are affected with the uh, cleft palate. Um, it didn't sit well with any of us here at, at Case and Pond. It didn't sit well with like anybody that we talked to really. And uh, you being like, you know, such a stand-up guy and an activist for, uh, you know, for cleft palate and, uh, you know, on the board of like for the uh, organization Making Faces, uh, you talked about, uh, you, well, first off, you vowed to post every day until she issued the apology on Instagram. And uh, you raised a ton of awareness for uh, like by doing this. Uh, when you finally got uh, got that apology, and then uh, you know your son also at the same time, Bo, he had uh, surgery for his. Um, what was like going through your mind like during that whole time, and then the day of the surgery when you see uh, Wendy Williams like her apologies before it? Um, can you just like walk us through what you were thinking and feeling? Yeah, you know, it's only when I saw that come through on on her actions. I mean, it was something for me. You know, like I just can't let that slide. I mean, as a professional athlete, I know the. the platform I have and how important it is for me to you know use that for good and, and her platform being even way bigger than mine her reach having a talk show I mean her responsibility is, is, is just as high as it could be so um, you know for her to you know use that platform and, and, and be able to you know negatively be putting that out there I mean I mean it was just, it was just frustrating for me to see because of, of, of her responsibility so um, you know, there's so many other people out there in the club community that don't have a voice, um, who have been bullied, um, who are going through exactly what she was mocking at with her finger, pulling her lip up. And so, yeah, for me, it was just, you know, I need to be able to set a good example and, and raise awareness and make sure that, you know, this is addressed. I mean, for everyone out there and including my son. So, um, you know, for me, I've been bullied. I'm over it. I'm, a, I'm an adult now. I can handle it. But there's so many people out there that can't. And uh, that's why I spoke up.
Yeah, you know, uh, when that whole thing type of happened, I mean, we we just knew like you're the guy that we got to have on this podcast because you're that's what sets you apart from like the other people that we've interviewed. Like the type of the type of stuff you do, you don't see a lot of athletes these days going ahead and putting themselves out there like that. So that's something we all love. Uh, but we mentioned your son Bo in that question. How's he doing with the recovery? Just uh, we just want to know. Yeah, he's doing really good. Thank you for asking. You know, we're a, a month out of surgery and. Uh, doctor was very happy after our two week checkup and and uh, you know he's he's doing really well so I mean he's got a couple more surgeries uh, ahead of him one being in June coming up so I mean we're getting ready for that but he's doing great you know and, and at the end of the day the process is and we take it for what it is and, and uh, make the best of it so that's that's all you can do and you know he's a tough guy just uh, you know just like his pop so he'll be just fine. Well, we got to say, like, I, we've seen pictures of your kid on Instagram. Cutest kid out there. Yeah. Can't even lie. Awesome. <laughs> That's great to hear. Um, so, like, yeah. so it's no secret that being a CFL player, managing a workout plan, which we'll get to in a second, actually, and being a husband and dad, all while being a board member of uh, Making Faces, certainly makes for some busy days and nights. Has there ever been, like, a specific moment or two where you feel burnt out balancing everything? And if so, how do you manage all that, and how do you bounce back from those those tough nights? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it's, it's such a delicate balance of, uh, you know, being a husband, being a father, um, you know, being a professional football player, uh, being, you know, an investment advisor, um, working full-time, and then, you know, also having an online training program that, you know, there's dedicated to helping others so you know it's a lot of work there's not enough hours in the day i'll put it that way right um but at the end of the day i mean you do have to find ways to balance it and um you know in the day i I would say that you know my wife and my family have been been the biggest support for for what i do and i appreciate them so much because you know my wife especially christina she makes my life possible she makes everything possible she she does the hardest job anyway of, of being around and raising the kids i mean she's the mdp yeah. so from that standpoint um you know i just work as hard as i can for them you know i want to be able to put us in a position to be extremely successful and, and give them all the things i didn't have when i was a kid and you know so at the end of the day um you know i'm motivated by my family and and um, you know, I, I enjoy being busy. I enjoy working hard, and I enjoy using my talents. And I enjoy learning, and I enjoy helping people. So, for those reasons, you know, I, I, I stay motivated by what I do. Um, but I would say, you know, I just, you know, I'm learning how to still be able to take more time for for my family and myself. Like it's just, you know, like you said, it's a balance. So. Um, it's one of those things that you know it's never perfect and i'm constantly refining it and trying to make it better so um you know it, it's a challenge but i enjoy it yeah that's great that's great to hear it and um you, you like the balance because it's definitely a tough challenge <laughs> So we're going to transition into another portion of your life that we very briefly mentioned. Uh, so very recently, you started this uh, like training program, this workout plan. Uh, so what really pushed you to start this? Well, you know, I've been I've been working on training athletes for uh, a number of years in my professional career already. So, but you know, I mean, it's tough to be able to do in person one on one stuff all the time, and. Um, I've been wanting to do something online, and at the end of the day, uh, I didn't want to launch it without it being perfect. So, at this standpoint, I'm able to—I was able to create something that I sign now 
to be perfect delivery of how uh, how I wanted to do it. I didn't want to have I didn't want to have clients not getting what they need. So um, you know, at this point, I, I feel like I have a system that can deliver everything they need, and I feel good about that because I didn't want to start it if I couldn't give them everything they need. And, and now that I have that, you know, I'm happy to launch it and happy to help others. What's uh What's something that your plan offers that you feel sets it apart from the average workout plan or, or average uh, PT would, would kind of give? Yeah, I think that it's, it's just a different philosophy and approach to training. Our current strength and conditioning model in our world, I've seen it across all the one programs, all athletes I've seen coming to professionals is that, you know, strength programs right now work on getting guys bigger, uh, stronger, but they're actually not necessarily getting people faster. They might even be getting slower and they're getting more injury prone. Um, you know, they're just getting stiffer. They're getting less flexible. They're getting less athletic at, at the end of the day. So, you know, it, it, we don't want to give up any of those things just to be bigger and stronger. You know, at the end of the day, you play football in a f- uh, field or you play your sport on a court in a field and it requires athleticism. So, you know, my program highlights, you know, really through capability to use strength through entire length to be able to create a bigger, stronger, faster, more flexible, more athletic, and less injury-prone athlete. So, you know, right now you might have a strength and conditioning program, you might have a speed program, you might have a biometric program, you might have a flexibility program. Well, what if I could tell you that my program, Al as one, has the ability to be able to do all of those things in just one program. So my workout's going to make you bigger and stronger and more flexible and make you faster and make you more athletic. So just by going through my one program. So those are the things I think that are unique and special for what I do and no one else is doing. So I collaborated with some really, really great people out of Florida, um, the Athletic Truth Group and, and um, Ben Patrick. So, um, you know, we've kind of had a meeting on the mind to create a program specifically to do these kinds of things. So <clears throat> from that standpoint, there's nothing else, else out there like it. And to be able to do it for 49.50 USD per month, um, you know, at such a low cost is, um, you know, there's no one else doing that as well. And that gives you coaching every single day. You send in your clips, you get coached on your form. Uh, you have my phone number on WhatsApp to be able to answer any personal questions that you have so that I can continually help you grow and, and, and get the games that you're looking for. Um, you know, daily educational uh, pieces in your email coming to you, talking about certain topics, you know, podcasts. Um, you know, we, we do a lot to be able to create a lot of great service for someone as if you're getting personal coaching, but just now through online, you know, getting that coaching still every single day. Yeah. So, um, just very quickly, Adam, you're five ten, correct? Five eleven. Yep. Yep. Five ten, about two hundred and twenty-five, two hundred twenty-eight pounds. So then, for those that are out there listening to this, I'm wondering if Adam's claim to fame is true. That video of you dunking a basketball on a full-size rim blows <laughs> my freaking mind. Like that is insane to me. Yeah, I mean, I've been able to dunk since I was eleven, but you know what? I've been able to only off a of two-foot takeoff and off a of hoop, right? Yeah. But now, like my program and changing the way I train is making me even freakier. The fact that I can do one-leg takeoff dunks now and and one, you know, not needing hoop dunking on my own, 
you know, these are things that, you know, I haven't been able to do before that my program's allowing me to do. So, um, yeah, truly next level on that, on that, that range. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just need to go back a second. You could dunk when you were 11 years old? 2011. No, no. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. I thought I, I thought I heard eleven years old. Like, I, can, <laughs> I can barely run at eleven years old. Like, I have no idea. Like, what's, okay, uh, that makes a little bit more sense. But uh, going back to the workout plan, do you have like a target demographic for the plan, or is it like um, you know specifically towards football players, or is it just anybody can uh, use it and see benefits from it? Yeah. So the way I'd say anybody can do it, um, but I have the ability to add customized uh, boosters into the plan for you know that would be great for any kind of athlete, but even specifically athletes that want to get bigger while getting stronger and faster. So hockey, football, rugby, those kinds of things. Um, you know, those are extra boosters we can throw in the program to make it even more effective and get the specific gains that they're looking for. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Um, even though you're older than some of the players out there, it certainly doesn't seem like it as you're noticeably stronger and faster than many of your opponents. Um, do you feel that this plan is what sets you apart from your opponents? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone comments on my flexibility, my athleticism, my smoothness, the way I move on the field. Um, you know, you know, I play like I'm 22 years old, you know, based on how, how well I move and how fluid I move and all those kinds of things. So at the end of the day, um, those definitely set me apart. That's, that's great. Uh, so just out of curiosity, though, does your training program, like, include some type of meal plan we know that's like just as, as important to getting those gains and uh that better athleticism as uh the actual exercises can you repeat the question one more time yeah does your uh workout plan include a meal plan yeah so the workout plan does have a diet recommendation plan that goes with it for those who want to gain lose or maintain um so that's there as well um, you know, I have a lot of video content free shots to, to, to really address so many of these common questions. How do I get faster? How do I get bigger? Um, you know, I have specific tips on how to drop your 40 in a video on how to coach your 40. Um, all those kinds of things. So, you know, I really try to provide all of the information and continually adding more information as well to what every athlete might need. Yeah, so just out of curiosity, is this um, through an app on the phone? That you would uh, post yeah, sort of these uh, things? Yeah, it's loaded into the phone, uh, an app, and uh, you have everything right there at your fingertips. All of the uh, instructional videos have been pre-shot, and uh, you can see exactly, you know, what it is I'm trying to coach you to do, and, you know, that's there every every day for you. You know, program includes strength training and flexibility training, so, you know, it, it really encompasses everything. Yeah, uh, I might have to get on this because uh, I've been trying to dunk, <laughs> and I'm and I'm yeah, and I'm six dunk, one. Program, yeah, so. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, for real. So thanks a lot for running through that with us, Adam. Uh, we're all gonna post your. Uh, I see those uh, promos that you have on your story, so we're gonna post that on our uh, Case and Punt Instagram page, just in case anyone listening is interested in getting on this plan, because uh, it seems like a great way to go and. I know Ryan was saying he might want to get on it. I certainly do. I gotta. I'm trying I gotta to shed, dunk. I gotta yeah. shed some weight here. So yeah, for real. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, hit me up on the Instagram and, and I'll send you all the details and uh, we'll make it easy. Sounds yeah, for, for sure. sure. So we're gonna bounce into some rapid fire questions here. They're just gonna be very lighthearted, funny. We want you to answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Um, just if you weren't a football player, what would you be? Uh, 
football player, I'd be, I took pre-med, so I'd be in a, you know, some sort of doctor position. Uh, or turn one or the other. That's great. Um, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy peanut butter. Let's go. Let's go. That is the correct answer, by the way. There, there are some like the ones that have correct <laughs> answers. That's one of them. Um, so what is uh, what is your favorite movie of all time? Movie of all time. That's such a tough one, guys. Come on. <laughs> there's, there's categories. There's categories. Um, favorite movie of all time. Let's go. You got a top three. Uh, uh, How about how about this um, gladiator? Good. Oh, that's a good that's one. Classic. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic answer. So, if you get given pancakes in the morning for breakfast, do you eat them as a stack or do you separate them and eat them individually? Uh, that's a good question. I've done both. I prefer I prefer uh, I prefer stack. Really? Wow. Okay. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Um, what is the biggest animal you think you could take in a fight? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> if you want, uh, if you want some of the uh, previous answers that we've had, we've had orangutan. We've had Delvin. Delvin said T Rex. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> three toed sloth, grasshopper, uh, cat. Yeah, Brian Jenner said a cat. Sure, sure. sure. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with a uh, a uh, a lion. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. That's a big one. I a, like it. A I like BC the lion. <laughs> well, okay. um, what is your of, of any league that you've ever played in? What's your favorite stadium that you've played in? Okay, my favorite stadium. Um, well, I think probably like Lambeau Field. I mean, because there's so much history there. I mean, it, you know, I'd, I'd say between that and you know. Uh, That's awesome. I'm a huge Packers fan. Minnesota Viking stadium is pretty pretty immaculate. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan here is a huge Packers fan, so he loves to hear that answer. Good. Uh, so, so going back to the uh, entertainment uh, industry, if you could have dinner with one actor or actress, who would it be? Uh, what, um, uh, Deadpool. Was that Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, Ryan oh, Reynolds. Oh, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's a great one. That'd be fun. He's, he's Canadian, right? Canadian, yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, we all played a little bit of football in high school. Some of us are decently big. Um, but so, if we all lined up to block you, do you think you'd still get to the QB? Sorry, let me... How long it would take Yeah, let me rephrase that. How long would it take you to get to the QB? Because you definitely would. Um, yeah, um, I guess the average... Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say probably 1.4 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably accurate. Yeah, that's that's very That's accurate. a little slower than we had you at, but that's that's good. Hey, keep in mind, we're not on the workout plan yet, so after that, we <laughs> might might get an increase. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you might have help around you too, right? So like... no, It's just us four. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> just us oh, four. Yeah. And you're the only person yeah. on the line. Yeah, I, I, I think you're shredding right through us, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, and I think Ryan's got the last one here. Yeah, uh, you've played both in the states and in Canada. Which one's your favorite, Dunkin' Donuts or Tim Hortons? Um, yes. Tim yeah. Hortons. Yes, correct answer. answer. All right, so Adam, just a very quick little question off of that one. Um, we ask a lot of our guests this when we ask this question: Have you ever tried a Gretzky from Tim Hortons? I haven't. 
You have not. So, do you know what a Gretzky is? No. It's nine milk, nine sugar, and a coffee. That's a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking from experience, uh, we all of us here have tried it. We've asked all of our guests if they've tried it, so we uh, naturally had to. It is disgusting. Do not go yeah, out and try it's it. Bad. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's all we have for you today. Uh, thanks so much, Adam, for coming on. We really appreciate it. We loved hearing about your NFL CFL career, your workout plan, and uh, your involvement in making faces. Uh, Pleasure, guys. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. Thank have you. A great have, day. have a great day, Adam. You guys should take care. All right. Can you?